It's showtime. Easily irritated is not recorded in front of a live studio audience, but rather a captive audience of pop figurines and porcelain dolls. Welcome to another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm your host, stand-up comedian Mike McCowan. Uh, the world just gets crazier and crazier, you guys. Here we are on episode 60, and there's still plenty of things to make me irritated. I was reading a story today about uh, the Korean influencer, Ollie London. He, uh... Is eight uh, hundred thousand followers on Instagram. His name's Ollie London, and he tra- he claims to be non-binary, which is not weird, you know. Now, nowadays, but uh, he you can't be trans Korean, all right? That's some Rachel Dolezal shit. He underwent. 18 surgeries so he could look like the dude from um from Park Ji Min the BTS star that's what we call obsessed with celebrity if anything you're a weeaboo for for korean shit you're not trans korean why are we pretending why are we pretending that this dude is not doing blackface that's all it is. If you, if you are, if you pretend to be a different race other than your own, you're essentially blackfacing it. If he had undergone surgery, undergone, undergone, if he had undergone su- surgery to become a black guy and got the cheekbone implants and the nose and the lips or whatever, I don't know. But if he'd done that, people would be uproared. They would be unhinged with the amount of rage they would feel. The the racist names they would call him. But what? Koreans is fine? So the the kids that grew up like that, mocked and stuff, and American white schools, that's cool. It's fine. As long as you can look like a celebrity yourself. What ethnicity is he? Is he just white? Is he just a white guy trying to be an Asian? It's fucked up. If anything, he looks more white now. He just looks like he has sleepy eyes. They don't even look like Asian eyes, you know? He f- he mass he like fucked with himself. Why? No. At least it's better than the people who give themselves artificial muscles, you know? That's just laziness at its finest. It's that, like the whole Elliot Page thing, you know? I get it, all right? Trying to become a man. Gotta cut off the tits. I get it. I'm not, not knocking you. What I don't agree with, your shirtless picture? Magical ab muscles that appeared out of nowhere, you know? Men, we have to earn those. Some men, we don't get them. We don't get them based off genetics. That doesn't apply to you, so whatever. 
But what happens if you actually get real ab muscles? Now you got abs on top of your abs? That's got to look weird. I'm also sick of people saying that Elliot Page accomplished anything as an actor. He hasn't. He hasn't done anything. He is going to be in a breakout role. The Umbrella Academy. Starring as Vanya. Rest in peace, Ellen Page. Are we even allowed to say that name anymore or just dead to us? Does Juno not exist anymore? You know? Do all the movies she did before just vanish? And she's just famous for no apparent reason? Is that what we're doing now? I mean, it's fine when we're doing it to Catherine Jenner. What she ever accomplished as a man? Okay, won a few gold medals back before I was born. Bravo! I'm 31, dude. Who are you? Besides a murderer, you know? That's what we know you for. Murderer and somehow also the woman of the year. All within the same... Um, what was it? Two years? Whatever. Now she's going to be California governor. And I got to say, I'm all for it. I'm all for a, a member of the LGTP of that community. Especially considering all the ridiculous hypocrisy that she believes in, you know? She doesn't believe in gay marriage. But by definitions, isn't she gay? Like, she's dating a woman. I feel like that makes you gay. Unless you're telling us something we don't know. Or you're holding on to something we don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying. They're just words at this point. I've locked myself off from reality too much, you know? Grasping at straws of news. I've been emerged. I've been submerged too much, too deeply into the isekai genre. Isekai? That, yeah. And the harem genre. All of it. All of it. I'm in. I'm deep in. I've surpassed my teacher, which was my friend Austin. I've surpassed him so far. So far. More than he can ever possibly know. You know? Gone through list after list, show after show. So many that I even forget the titles. The Devil is a Part-Timer is a good one. You know? It's kind of a twist. Instead of being pulled into another world, being in our world in the start, you know, he's the devil and he gets pulled into our world. And, you know, the devil didn't fall from heaven and build an entire, you know, kingdom because he was a dummy, you know. This devil decides to adapt. He gets a job at a local establishment. Which is the equivalent of a McDonald's. It's called the McRonald's. And he becomes the assistant shift manager. And by God, does he take his job seriously? It's commendable. He frustrates, frustrates and confuses his enemies by just the cold, hard dedication of being a McRonald's employee. Plus, he's pretty much the world's greatest superhero, you know? No, he doesn't want to be a hero. He wants to be the world's greatest McRonald's employee. 
And that should be commendable. But he can't let humans, you know, get hurt and stuff. Because those are potential customers for McRonald's. Luckily, his demon powers return whenever human beings are scared and frustrated by mass. So, it's a very convenient superhero. All of a sudden, he's all-powerful, and he's like, all right, some bad shit must be going on. Time to save the day. Drain all my magic back so I can return to a normal human so I don't have questions when I go in for my shift at work. You know? And his stalkers of harem of women is mostly would-be assassins trying to figure out why he's not evil anymore. Maybe he is evil. Maybe he never was evil. All we know for sure is he's a damn good shift manager at the McRonald's in Tokyo. You know? He's the best sales, for sure. Anyway, that was a good isekai anime. I like it. I give it four stars. Yes, four. Four out of five stars. No, wait. Scratch that. Let's not be generous with my stars. Three and a half. I'll give it three and a half stars. Even that feels too generous, but it was comedic and it made me giggle a few times. Moving on. How not to summer, summon a demon slayer. Scratch that. I fucked up when I said that. See, there's too many titles mixing in with them. Very seminal titles. Anime titles for anime shows. They're a lot like porn star names. A lot of the same variants swapped in, you know? Anyway, how not to summon a demon lord. That's what I meant to say. And that... It was a pretty good show. A lot more boobage, you know. There's full like there's full conversations, and instead of switching between face to face the character, it was switching breast to breast, flat to big, flat to big. You know, there's benefits to both. Maybe that's what they're trying to say. But there's always in any isekai anime, flat-chested character that compares herself to the big-boobed ones. I've noticed. These are observations. But How Not to Summon a Demon Lord is a pretty good isekai. You know? He's this, uh, you know, typical nerd MMO player character. He's a huge gamer nerd, and he has intense social anxiety. So, in his world, in his life, which is our world, he's a huge nerd and a shut-in. But he is, he's level 150, and he calls himself a demon lord in this online game he plays. One day he just wakes up, by hugged by two beautiful women, and he's as his avatar. He's in the body of his avatar, the demon lord, Diablo. And, uh... Luckily, thanks to his magic ring, those people, those two girls that summoned him tried to put a slave collar on him. 
Magic bounced off him, went back onto them. They got the slave collars put on them. Hijinks! Whoopa! So, naturally, hijinks ensue. Um, technically, they're his slaves. So, he's already got a harem from the start, which is... You know, usually takes a few episodes to build up to the harem. But he's got it right away. He's also got massive amounts of power right away. There's no build-up to that. But, you know, I like him. It was kind of a, a feel-good isekai anime. And I did like the line that they were in a bath together. Diablo and one of the female characters. And she's washing him and all of a sudden she grabs a hold of his cock. And she strokes it a few times and she goes, I didn't know you had a tail. Why hide it? It's, uh, it's not a tail. It's a horn. Oh, you learn so much about each other when we bathe together. Ah, <sighs> learn so much about a person when you bathe together. That's what she said. But either way, I'm surprised they showed that and it was a funny comment, you know? Of course, they don't straight out show the cock, but it is a shadow of a cock nonetheless. If you don't believe me, watch how not to summon a demon lord. Back to me. I'm right. I'm always right. Anyway, even when I'm left. Moving. Oh, yeah, storage. For easily irritated. This show gives how not to summon a demon lord. A three stars. I liked it. I like all of them. Maybe I should expand my storage. You know? That's a problem for another day. A problem. For more other days. Either way, skis. Moving on. My first anime, which obviously is a 10 out of 5 stars, is ReZero. Next, after that, is a 9 out of 5 stars, which is Shield Hero. The Rising of the Shield Hero. You know? The Rising of the Shield Hero covered a lot of dark... A lot of dark topics, you know? For one, his one of his companions becomes a... Is a... Uh, no, for me. It's the main character. His, one of his main companions is a, a slave. He just keeps the slave crest on the whole time. I mean, sure, it's by, like, her own volition at some point. But still, you know? Plus, there's a cute little bird character it turns into a human angel character i don't know i like it i like that it has a lot of potential all right we'll expand the storage all right we'll give the first one what was the first one god damn it well it was a three and a half i know that all right if it was a three and a half then it should be an eight and a half the one after that, how to summon a demon lord, three, that would make it an eight as well, all right? That's too generous. How, to, how not to summon a demon lord is a seven, all right? Now, shield hero, that's a nine. Re-zero, starting life from zero, clearly a ten. No arguments from anybody on the planet. 
I mean, I love it. Who doesn't love that kind of story? Not only is it a Groundhog's Day premise where you wake up and you start the whole day over again, but it's very much like a video game is pulling into the world. You know, he's going to the gas station because he's playing games all night. He's going to the gas station to get chips and snacks and stuff. And he's going across the street. All of a sudden, he's another in another world. And, you know, the magic isn't so much as level leveling magic, which is very similar in a lot of isekai shows. But more like... I don't know. The magic's really cool, though. The great spirits in it, the elves, all of it. The storyline, the characters, dear sweet Rem, the beautiful demon twin. <sighs> but whenever Subaru, the main character, whenever he dies, and there is a lot of brutal deaths that he has to endure... He uh, wakes up to wherever, to wherever, wherever he's progressed in the story. Now, I personally feel like his save point changes when he grows internally. When something in him makes him grow eternally and moves him forward in his own story, that becomes his new save point. What I've noticed, in my opinion. But... I think the whole theme of it, obviously it's open to interpretation, but there's a very clear theme, is Subaru spends so much time and so much energy in his friends and his, these other people. He himself, unlike most isekai uh, animes, he doesn't have any powers at all. He's completely useless. I mean, he has one power returned by death. And by damn, he uses that. But as he learns, sometimes there are things that return by death can't fix. If he loses one of his friends, well, sometimes he's already changed eternally. And suicide, well, the save point's already too late. So... I think the lesson, whoever gave him that power, because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but whoever gave him that power, I feel like it's trying to teach him a lesson, you know? And the lesson is stop spending so much time on everybody else and realize that you are the main character. You are the hero, Subaru. Stop trying to focus on Amelia and Rem and Ram and the others. They're not as important as you. You were, get, you were gifted this power of return by death for a reason. So stop wasting it on everybody else. You know? I get it. Obviously pointed toward Amelia. Help Amelia. But, goddamn, he put so much energy... In all these other people, I get it. He's nothing but love. But he needs to realize he is important. Like, at some point, he says, could it be, could it be so 
that the people I care about care about me that the an equal amount or the same way or at all. Like Jesus, have some faith and confidence in yourself, man. Like you're chosen by the gods, or at the very least, undead witches. Like confidence up a little bit, my man, my brosif. You know, some very powerful people have entrusted their trust in you. This dude who apparently only has one change of clothes in this very awesome fantasy world with dope armor. But no, you want to wear your sweat outfit that you were playing video games in. But whatever, you know, I love you. I love you. And I want a ground dragon so I can ride it. I want my own great spirit that looks like a little girl. And I would really like to fall in love with the witch agreed. Because she is pretty hot. You know, and I don't think she's really... I don't think she's really dead. But I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. Because it's... Because ReZero is... By far, one of the greatest things I have ever seen in my life. You know? It's not an exaggeration, either. It's not an exaggeration. Motionless and White is the greatest sound of music I've ever heard in my life. And ReZero is the greatest thing I've ever watched. Besides, of course, with that... Of course, it goes without saying, Bizarre... JoJo's Bizarre Adventures is number one. But... You know, ReZero, close number two. Close. Almost two and a half. Almost. But not quite, you know? When ReZero lets us know that they have stands, then that's another story. But they do have the, de the, they do have the Earth Destroyer. So that's cool. Either way, that's enough of that. Hope you guys enjoyed the 60th episode of Easily Irritated with comedian Mike McCowan. And uh, I'm uh, not very good when it comes to sensitive things or uh, being vulnerable. So, in celebration for uh, the 60th episode... I was going to attach it. I still might attach it. But uh, I'll upload a, a song that I was working on, too. I wrote it while I was in jail. Half. I ha wrote half of it. Because, you know, when you're in jail, a lot of people don't know this, but um, they don't let you play the guitar in jail. Apparently, it's something about disturbing the peace, which I don't get because in the whole... It kind of sounded like a horror movie, like a haunted house soundtrack, just in monkey sounds and animal sounds, like you're smuggling a whole bunch of tigers and monkeys and ghosts in a small confined space. That's what it sounded like. I personally think that music, my music in general, would be a welcomed noise to those awful noises. And one dude that kept saying, uh, 
national anthem over and over and over again until I scared him into submission. I yelled at him until he cowered into the fetal position on the floor in front of me. A grown man, at least 60. He's done a lot of drugs, but at least 60. He told me, but I don't care enough to remember because he was nothing. He was not even a real person. Not to me, not to anybody. That sounds harsh, but he was in the hole for the third time because he punched a nurse in the face. All she was trying to do is give him water. Anyway. Yeah, so I wrote it while I was in jail. A little part of it, you know. I had to put music to it, of course, and uh, improve my singing capabilities. So two years later, here it is. It's a rough, rough draft. You know, it's not going on Spotify or nothing, but you guys can listen to it, sure. I love you enough. And thank you for subscribing more to the podcast. The subscribers to the non-subscribers to the average number are still so much gap, you know. But I am thankful that, you know, 12,000 of you seem to listen every week. You know, granted, not a lot of subscribers. Maybe eventually you'll remember to do that. But I can't ask for a lot because I myself, although am a super fan myself, pretty lazy. So it's hard to ask a lot from people, you know? Either way, skis. Hit that like button. Subscribe. It only helps you. It just helps you get notified when there's awesome episodes of Easily Irritated Out. Helps me get into algorithms, man. We need to grow this cult, right? We need to get into their hearts and their souls. We need to invade early and get in there. Control that political demographic. I don't know. What way do my fans lead? Left, right, or sideways? Me, personally, I don't even know what's going on politically. Because I've been watching so much anime. I mean, is that a proud thing for a 31-year-old adult man to do? <sighs> when he has less than $20 in his bank account? Probably not. You know, probably not. But if it's the one thing I'm the king of, it's procrastination. Also, the Foster Goblin King and the Mad King on this podcast. Technically, it was the Goblin King for this podcast as well, but it used to be called McCowan Rules. Since McCowan Rules is no longer a thing, it's easily irritated. I don't know if goblins are supposed to be mad or not, but I picture them green, and I don't want to be green. I want to be red. Red with theory! Anyway. Thank you for listening to Easily Irritated. New episodes are released Wednesdays and Fridays is the new time and the forever time. You know? Anyway, I love you babies. I don't know why I called you babies. That was weird. I didn't like it. You sweet, irritable children of the night. Much better. Have a nice week and try not to kick as many children as you would want to, you know, in the street. If it rains, you do have my permission to if you see a couple of kids walking home from school, you know, put on the gas. 
Go hit that puddle right next to him. Splash him. Really nail him with that dirty mud water. Anyway, don't forget to say have a nice day after you do it. This has been another episode of Easily Irritated. I'm out of here. Thank you for listening.
If you dig the show, then please like, subscribe, rate, and review to help spread the word. You can follow me on social media at Mike McCowan on YouTube. That's M-I-K-E-M-C-C-O-W-A-N. And at Mike McCowan Comedy on Instagram. If you're a gamer and you want to play with me on PlayStation, my gamer tag is Foster underscore Goblin. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and review our podcast page on Facebook. You can find it by searching Easily Irritated Podcast. Links all in the description. <laughs>